No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Monday night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Line. gentlemen so much to get through and so little time uh, i hope you had a lovely day because i certainly have uh tonight on the show second half of the show after 7 p.m eastern ladies and gentlemen we will be introducing for the first time for his virgin experience i'm gonna make it special i'm gonna dim the lights i'm gonna play some soft music i'm going to caress his inner thigh i'm gonna make him very comfortable i'm gonna make him feel at home and I'm going to buy him lobster, so he kind of feels obligated. We are going to be introducing for his first virginal experience, Frozen Asian, onto the program tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Very much looking to look forward to that. Hello. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Very much looking forward to popping Frozo's... Uh, little tight little Asian cherry on the show tonight. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. That'll be in the second half of the program. Um, as usual, uh, we better do the spiel. We better do the roll. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain that you haven't had your inner thigh caressed, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash boogie bumper, or you can head to streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. Put some <laughs> frozen Asians in the chat. He's ready. He's ready for this. <laughs> Smokey Bear 2020. Thank you for joining us, Smokey. Uh, thank you for the diamond. I stole the diamond from a Chinese bank. Well, it's about time you got something back. Thank you for joining us, Smokey. Frozen Asians in the chat. Look, I'm not some cheap whore. You need to wine and dine me more. Don't worry. We'll get to you, Frozo. You just sit there in the stable. You just sit there in the stable for about an hour. We'll get to you. Trust me. You're going to enjoy it. Look, very much looking forward to the host of the Sunday night shit show on DLive, ladies and gentlemen. Frozen Asian joining us in the second half of the show. I was racking my brain all weekend. Like, what can I bring to Frozo? Like, what can I... What can I show him? What can we talk about? What can we discuss? Because Frozo is a very nice guy very open guy but we really what do we know about frozo we really don't know that much so i've had to go on the little bit of information that i know in order to construct uh, a segment with frozo that i think we will get something out of so i'm very much looking forward to it that's in the second half of the show the first half of the show as is usually the case on this show um you should see the tabs i have open in front of me man i've got like 23 tabs on YouTube and about 45 tabs of like different articles and 
Twitter videos and shit. It's a mess over here. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. Thank you. And follow Coffee Talk with Sandra, by the way, dlive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. She says, Boogie is the bestest ever. Well, you're very biased, though. You're very biased, Sandra. But that's fine. We will take the accolades. I much prefer them to the slings and the arrows. Friends, cunts, Roman Roman. Lend me your ears. Uh, I never normally do this. So I had all of this stuff prepped, ready to go. And then, as is usually the case... The president, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump, decided to put a big spanner in the works because he has no respect for this uh, foreign foreign bastard live streamer who has no right to talk about what's going on in the United States anyway. He's got no respect for me or for you as the audience of this program. He decided to pull a, a, a press conference just minutes before we went live. So I'd never normally do this, but I thought, let's see what he's got to say because... It has been a weekend. It has been, well, not just a weekend, let's be honest here. It's been a quarter of a year <laughs> in places like Portland of violence, rioting, looting, and now the common theme is murder, death, shooting, savagery. So uh, he's he's called a press conference. He's decided to come out and address these things. I I suspect... Since the Democrats, you know, come to Jesus moment, their their moment on the road to Damascus where they finally decided, hey, you know what? Maybe we should talk about their riots. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should say something about the riots because it seems like, you know, a lot of Democrats aren't really in favor of riots either. Something we've been saying on this show for, you know, God, as long as this show's been around. If you're an old school listener, you'll remember how many times have we said on this show that the extreme hardcore left-wing activist mentality is not indicative of all Democrats, right? How many times on this show have we spoken about, you know, a lot of Democrats are still flag-waving, anthem-singing, gun-toting, barbecuing, you know, citizens of the United States. We've even had one on this show, Lucifer Sam, a Democrat voter. And we agreed on like 90% of things. You know, definitely not a communist. If anything, an anti-communist, but still a Democrat. They exist. Winning TV with a diamond. He has incited it. DNC only bailed out the good guys. Thank you for joining us. Winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Saturday nights, Tuesday nights, and Thursday nights right here on DLive. So that's something we've said on this show for a while. Now, I understand the framing that all Democrats are like lunatic uh, hardcore left-wing communists and stuff because that's what politics is, right? It's it's no different to the Democrats framing all Republicans as, uh, you know, race-baiting ethno-nationalists. It's the same mentality. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true. You would argue that, no, not all Republicans are like David Duke. <laughs> Just like Democrats would say, no, not all Democrats are people who throw trash cans through storefront windows. But seldom is that truth ever analysed until it comes to the point of, do we get people to vote for us? And now the Democrats are figuring out, well, if we keep giving tacit approval to all of these protest movements, quote unquote, <laughs> protest, see what I did there? <clears throat> if we keep giving tacit approval to all of these riots and these rioters, uh, it seems that our popularity is starting to dip because of it. So 
I imagine that's why Donald Trump is now coming out, rub a little bit of political salt in the wound. I, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but over the weekend, because I follow a whole bunch of Democrat politicians uh, Twitter accounts. There's a reason that you do it. It's not because you believe in it. It's not because you agree with everything that they say. The reason that you do it is because you get, if you follow all of their Twitter accounts, such as the way Twitter is used now, if you follow all of their Twitter accounts and set up like an alert to get like, you know, to get them to come up straight up on your feed, you'll notice as soon as there's been like a caucus meeting of the Democrats, you'll know exactly what their talking point is for the next three days. Because Schumer, Biden, Harris, Pelosi, uh, Waters, um, Warren, Biden, all of them, all of the Democrat politicians, all of the prominent ones, all came out with the exact same talking point. And that talking point was Donald Trump is inciting the violence. He's causing the riots. (laughs) And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Because there's very different. It's a very. You may argue that Donald Trump hasn't done enough to stop the riots, and that's fine. I don't necessarily agree with that. But you can argue that as a point. Okay, no worries. That's debatable. I'll debate you. I'll disagree with you. But I'll. That's debatable. But it's a long, you know, uh, long bow to draw to say that he's caused the riots. <laughs> Again, it's like the battered wife thing, you know. The wife caused her beating because she didn't have the dinner hot on the table ready when the husband came home. It's her fault. It's not his. Why are you making me punch you? Right? So we never normally do this, but Donald Trump decided to call a press conference. We're about 15 minutes behind. I haven't seen any of it. I just thought, well, let's check it out because it's happening. So let's go. Why not? Oh, pardon me, I forgot. Uh, as is customary on this show, the tradition on this show, Donald Trump needs his walkout music, doesn't he? There we go. He's a macho man that he with anyone he can. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you very much. I'd like to begin by saying we've just closed out uh, another month of stock market. We had the best stock market Dow in 36 years. That's very impressive. So people are very happy with their 401ks and with the stocks that they have. And uh, that's a tremendous achievement. Best in 36 years. Let me begin with a brief update on the China virus over the Last month, our new cases in the United States have declined by 38%. Last week, we announced a breakthrough in testing that will allow us to have over 150 million rapid point-of-care tests. Come on now. These tests return results in less than 15 minutes. Don't worry, we'll get to the coronavirus stuff after this. Nursing homes, we're we're focusing very strongly on nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and other locations that serve high risk population. So we're going to have the 15 minute and less tests and we will have 150 million rapid point of care tests at something. This evening, I'm pleased to announce that AstraZeneca vaccine has reached phase three clinical trials. So that's joining another group of vaccines that are very close to the end and hopefully approval. In the United States, uh, we're doing things that nobody thought would have been even possible. This is a process that would have taken, in some cases, years, and we did it in a matter of 
months. Thanks to the efforts of Operation Warp Speed, we remain on track to deliver a vaccine very rapidly in record time. I also want to provide an update on left-wing political violence that we're seeing in Democrat-run cities. Under my administration, federal law enforcement is working with state and local authorities all over the it country makes it to come so much through better, hours of video, track down rioters, looters, and arsonists, and bring them to justice. We've just come up with a report that we've arrested uh, a okay. large number of people oh, to be destroyed. Now. One city, the way. All right, let's have a look. Uh, to what do you mayor, got for I us, say, Whenever you're ready, let us know. We'll solve your problem of violence. We'll solve your problem of crime. We'll arrest those criminals very rapidly and you'll be able to have some nice evenings in portland the department of home i kind of like it because people will say that he hasn't done enough to stop it all right that's again that you can debate that that's fine i don't necessarily agree but there is a i i do get a sense here right People will cite rules like, no, 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 the governors need to ask permission. Like, the governors need to ask for federal help. The mayors need to ask for federal help. I get that. But then there is also, you know, levers in place. There are buttons that can be pushed where they don't have to ask for help. But he could do that. But, of course, if he does that, then he gets called a fascist and stuff. But putting all that to one side, what about the psychological element of this? Hear me out. (laughs) I tend to think that there's something in Donald Trump's psychological makeup where he's like, well, I could help you. Well, I don't want your help. He's like, that's okay. I want you to ask me, beg me. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, we keep offering help and they refuse to take it. You know, I've called Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland. You know, the people of Portland could have a nice night. They could have a night off from the riots. You know, we could go in there. We could fix it. He's being a martyr. It's like, that's the last time I asked for help. That's Look, I offered help. That's all I can do. <laughs> Next time you want help, don't come to me. Whatever you do. There's a bit of, no, beg me for help. I want you to beg me. You know, none of this, um, I'm going to pretend that I don't want help and then hopefully Donald Trump sends in the help anyway because it's making him look bad because now we know it's not making him look bad. It's most definitely making the Democrats look bad if you look at the recent polling numbers, right? <laughs> Rusty in the chat. Get on your knees and ask. <laughs> exactly, right? So I think that there's something. If you... Donald Trump strikes me as the kind of guy. Take the politics out of it, right? He strikes me as the kind of personality where if you give him the finger but then you need him later on, he's going to make you earn it. Like, he's going to make you beg. Like, just say you you quit... Donald Trump's organizer, you walk in there and say, you know what? Fuck you. You're a motherfucker. I'm out of here. I quit. I hate this job. I hate you. I'm I'm gone. But then a week later, you reconsider it. <laughs> it's like, you know, you might have been the star employee for the guy for the last 20 years. You call him up and say, you look, Donald, I made a terrible mistake. I love working there. Um, I, it was a bad day. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Tell you what, why don't you crawl in here and tell me that? I want you to tell me to my face. Beg me for your job back. At reduced pay, he strikes me as that kind of a guy. So, you know, hey, I offered help. That's all I can do. I offered the help. They don't want the help. That's fine. I guess the people of Portland will just have to settle with their city burning to the ground. It's not my fault. (laughs) 
But then if the mayor of Portland actually did come out, like just say in, in some alternate reality, Ted Wheeler came out and said, well, we actually need the Fed's help now. Donald Trump strikes me as the kind of guy who says, no, I don't see. Why don't you deal with it? Why don't you beg me for fucking help, Ted? Ted, get your ass in here. Get on your fucking knees and beg me for help, you son of a bitch. You know what I mean? And who could blame him? Who could blame him? And you can say, oh, it's bullshit. He's playing with people's lives, the cities. Yeah, but none of that matters to me. I've already given up hope on society. Why would I be concerned with that? The psychological power play, on the other hand, I find most amusing. And I think that's part of what's happening here. Homeland Security and the Department of Justice are announcing a joint operations center to investigate the violent left-wing civil unrest. And again, in Portland alone, the federal government has already taken care of and arrested 100 rioters. Just in that one city, the wave of violence and destruction that we've seen in recent weeks. Smokey Bear in the chat. <clears throat> Pardon me. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler is a stoner. That surprises me if he, I'm not saying he's not. But I would imagine if he was a stoner, then his whole attitude to the riots would be completely different. It's like, hey, man, can you, fuck, bro, you're like harsh in my buzz and shit, man. Dude, we're just trying to fucking relax here, bro. Stop setting fire to the fucking building, man. Jesus Christ. Or maybe he's the kind of stoner that just detaches from reality around him. I have smoked weed with those kinds of stoners before. It's like, <laughs> cool, check it out, bro. Whole city's burning down. Dude, no way. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the kind of stoner where, like, if I get if I get stoned, and I haven't gotten stoned for a long time, but when I was smoking weed, I was like, you know, I need to close all the windows, close all the blinds, put on a fucking lava lamp or something, you know? Just make that kind of an atmosphere. Just relax. And if anybody, like, opens the door or makes it loud, it's like, ah, fuck, calm down, man. What are you being so loud for, bro? I'm not denying Ted Wheeler is a stoner, but I, I would suspect he'd be a little more chill about everything instead of being so uptight. It's very, it's a shame. And months has occurred in cities exclusively controlled and dominated by exclusively controlled. the Biden, Joe Biden party. The Biden party. If you take a look, the top 10 in the country are Democrats. It's Democrat run cities and it's a shame and it can be solved so easy. It can be solved very easily. The violence is fueled by dangerous. We've got a Mexican standoff situation here. That I suspect the politicians in these Democrat-run cities do not have either, you know, the political capital or the willpower to stop what is happening in their own city. You think about it, right? Like, all jokes aside, put yourself in the position of a Ted Wheeler, right? You are the mayor of a very, very, very progressive city. What happens if Ted Wheeler comes out and, like, officially states... That, that's it. We are we are now taking a zero tolerance approach. We are now welcoming in the feds to put a stop to this bullshit because, you know, the city's burning down around us. He loses his job. We've already seen, people forget this stuff. We've already seen Ted Wheeler be booed and attacked 
by the very same people who are on the streets doing the rioting. Remember that? Boo! Remember the mayor of Minneapolis? Because he refused to say that they need to disband the police, he was booed out of his own rally and shamed by his own voters. So by pandering to like the hard left of the spectrum over and over and over again and green lighting all of their idiotic ideas because, hey, you're just a local mayor. Who gives a fuck? They, they keep voting for you. You keep giving them what they want. They'll keep voting for you, right? Because they have gone so far down the path, they're stuck now. They are now, they are now slaves to the expectations of their voters. They're now trapped. So Ted Wheeler can't do anything else except blame Donald Trump and say no. The mayor of Minneapolis can't do anything else except blame Donald Trump and say no, right? RM John says, I have a feeling he's already lost his job. Don't be surprised, RM Johns. Voters are stupid. That much we know. Voters are the dumbest animal on planet Earth. Dumber than the goldfish. The goldfish knows the difference between fish food and its own shit. It will refuse to eat its own shit. The voter, on the other hand, wish I could say the same. Voters are dumb. Let's carry on here. See what he's got. I do have other stuff here, but this just popped up just before we went live, so I think it's worth watching. Rhetoric from far left politicians that demonize our nation and demonize our police. We have to allow our police to do what they're very good at doing. We've taken that power away. They're afraid to lose their pension, their job, their everything. They're afraid to be destroyed. Jeez, I, I I get that he's a good. I get that he's a good, like, off-the-cuff speaker, but, man, Jesus, I wish. Because what he just said there, like, in half a sentence, if only he was more expansive with his speech, and I know that he probably could be, but he doesn't want to be because you've got to speak the language of the of the buyer and all of that stuff, but Christ almighty. Just imagine if he spoke about how, <laughs> you know, the reputation of the police has been diminished and attacked and chipped away for the last four or five decades. Like, how we got here is not an accident. He's saying the right things, but God damn it, he could just do it a little bit better. <laughs> right? Like, have a listen again to this. Police to do what they're very good at doing. We've taken that power away they're afraid to lose their pension their job their everything i'm see i'm not a back the blue guy right i'm really not a back the blue kind of guy i'm i'm someone who takes every case on its merits as it comes and you know one show i'll be accused of being like a, a jackboot licking fucking fascist and the next show i'll be accused of being a flag waving communist like there there really is no pleasing any people sorry i'll put the video back up thank you thank you kitty b there really is pleasing no people sometimes but yes police are worried about you know losing their pension police police are also worried about uh becoming you know a prisoner themselves 
because such is the environment now. Such is the environment now, whereas where they shoot somebody in self-defense, depending on the race of the person that they shoot, it can either be an afternoon of paperwork or it can mean a fucking court case. So entrenched is the idea of critical legal theory. And I know we've t- we've spoken about it before. If you don't know what critical legal theory is, I, sorry to be cliched here, look it up. <laughs> it will frighten the hell out of you. Minister of Cum... Uh, Minister of Cum... <laughs> Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. Oh dear, that's a faux pas that's going to be clipped. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond says you should write his speeches. Well, no, he's, he doesn't. I don't think he's. I don't think he'd be very good to write speeches for. Like you could spend a month writing a speech for Donald Trump, and only to have him like go off script, completely off script, and shred it apart. You're like, no, no, no. You got to say that bit after that bit. That's what makes the first bit make sense. Oh no, he's ad libbing again. Oh, no, he just said something about China. What the fuck? Oh, come on, man. I didn't even put China in a speech. <laughs> what he does works for him, but he'd be terrible to write speeches for. Stephen Miller is a brilliant speechwriter, and I bet even he, like, pulls his hair out, which is why he's bald. They're afraid to be destroyed. You saw this when left-wing extremists attacked law-abiding citizens attending the Republic the Republican National Convention at the White House, including Senator Rand Paul and his wonderful wife, Kelly, what they went through, but other people went through it, too. And that was done very uh, systematically. That was done on purpose. They knew we were having the convention and they won. This is this is a huge backfire. I don't necessarily agree that the riots and stuff are like, run by the Democrats. I don't think that that's true. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond, should I change my Twitter handle now? Absolutely not. Not unless you want to get uh, random late night DMs from Arabic men wearing no pants, because that's what will happen. (laughs) I get random DMs late night from Arabic men wearing no pants. Imagine if I was the Minister of Cum. (laughs) So you definitely do not want to do that. This is a public service announcement. I don't think that, um, you know, a lot of this writing and stuff stuff is necessarily, you know, run by the Democrats. It's very easy to say that, oh, this is run by the Democrats. I think it's more complex than that. You're dealing in with large part, in large part with anarchists. You know, sure, there might be the occasional communist flag, but it's very rare, actually, if you look out into the crowd. Yeah, and people confuse, often they confuse Antifa with Black Bloc. They're two totally different things, right? There's a saying in the Black Bloc, um, become ungovernable. That means they will oppose anything, right? The whole point is to disrupt. You know, a communist activist wants to bring in communism. A Black Bloc activist is only only concerned with... um, being problematic, becoming ungovernable, creating chaos. That's their that's their goal. That's their mission. You can read their shit online. They openly publish it. I have reams and reams and reams and reams of this these kinds of publications. When I used to give a fuck about this stuff, but then I realized that nobody else does, so I stopped caring too. And now it's all happening. It's like, well, whatever. This is what you wanted. 
So there's a difference between like Antifa and the Black Block. And a lot of this stuff is like the Black Block element. Now you can say that they're far left, far left, far left. That's fine. I do, you know, in theory, I agree with you. But they really don't like the Democrats either. That's the point here, right? They're not doing this because they love Joe Biden. They're doing this because they hate the whole system. They they see the Democrat Party as part of the same system as the Republicans. They hate the Democrats more than they hate you. That's why they, you know, uh, attack Ted Wheeler in Portland. That's why they attack the mayor of Minneapolis. That's why they're smashing businesses. It's got nothing to do with what the Democrats do and who the Democrats support and if Joe Biden is the president or not. That's not true. It's about tearing down the system as a whole. The Democrats are part of that system. You see my point here? Like, It may seem like intellectual masturbation to make that distinction, but it, it kind of matters if you're thinking about how do you approach it. But on the same token, I get why you know, the Republicans and Trump would just frame it as far left extremists because that's it's it's easier to do that and it's politically expedient to do that. So go for it. Why not? I mean, they're going to call you a Nazi. Wanted to do everything they could to disrupt it. And the good news is the public is very wise to it. They see what's happening and they're wise to it. And I think they are probably acting. Dead Jedi in the chat. They're supported by Democrats. Yes but they don't support Democrats. They're supported by Democrats because the Democrats see them as the kind of agitation that the Democrats can use to accuse the other side of causing the division, right? That's the only reason that they support them. Up until about, you know, four or five days ago, then they don't support them anymore because now they're actually hurting the Democrats' chances of winning the election. So now they have to wash wash their hands of them. If that polling data didn't come out, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? So they support them up to a point. The Democrats support, you know, the Black Bloc and the anarchists up to a point where it makes life difficult for an elected Republican president. But once that ceases to be the case, then they no longer support them. You see my point here? Accordingly, left-wing rioters are repeating the same false narrative about America that you hear about the... Really, you hear this from, uh, from people, what they're saying... How they're saying it, people, the violence is terrible. <clears throat> and again, it's Democrat politicians. I don't know that they're spurring it on or they're afraid to stop it. But in any event, we're there to help. We're there to get things under control. Uh, what they did on Thursday. Fucking beg me, Ted. We're there to help. We're there to get things under control. You just got to ask, Ted. <laughs> you just got to beg me. You've just got to crawl into my office you progressive son of a bitch, and beg me for my help. Listen here, Ted, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to unzip my fly. (laughs) And you're going to swallow what I give you to swallow, okay? (laughs) Ted, I, I can fix... Ted, I can make this all go away for you overnight. All you got to do is get down on your knees... And tell me how much you love me, okay, Ted? We can make this all go away. Speaking of Ted Wheeler, let's let's do a little bit of Ted Wheeler. Because, look, I do have other stories in the can here, but um, they're going to have to wait till the next show. We've got Frozen Asian coming on in the second half of the hour. Uh, second half of the show, pardon me. 
let's skip to Ted Wheeler here. We'll leave uh, the president there. Have a, li- have a listen to what you're dealing with here. This afternoon, my heart is heavy. Listen to this shit. My heart goes out to the family. And the- <laughs> why? First of all, why is his um, deaf communicator, why is his hand sign guy a guy instead of a female? That's wrong. That shouldn't be allowed. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Ted wanted, Ted wanted what? The National Guard. Kate Brown refused. Well, Ted, Ted, if Ted wants anything now, he's going to have to please us. I think that's the, the lesson here. Why do the hand sign guys have to make the um, faces while they do the hand signs? Isn't the hand signs good enough? Like, honest question. Why is he acting like he's working on, you know, play school? Look at the... This afternoon, my heart Look is at the heavy. facials. Oh. Oh. <laughs> is that a thing? I mean, it's 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 sign language. It's not sign and, you know, overacting Jim Carrey acting face language as well. I didn't know. Oh, he's, you know, he's acting like a pantomime character. Whatever. My heart goes out to the family and the friends of the man who was killed last night on the streets of our city. Ducks region, Ducks regionist, good to see you again. Ducks regionist, blasty from the pasty. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the diamond, sir. I mourn with you. Have a listen to this. I'm going to support the police chief and the district attorney. Hey, first time for everything. Oh, wait. The district attorney? <laughs> now, this seems like an opportune moment to mention. District attorneys. If you'll remember, we covered on this show, ladies and gentlemen, when a whole bunch of people were getting very excited that rioters and looters and criminals engaged in that kind of antisocial, anarchistic behaviour in the great city of New York, ladies and gentlemen. It's up to you, New York, New York. When the great city of New York was experiencing their own Portlandia moments. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, look, 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 we've, we've arrested all of the rioters. We've arrested all of the looters. Everything is going to be fine. They're all going to jail. And then, you know, record scratch. Au contraire, dear citizen. Uh, the district attorney made a statement. We covered it on this show. The district attorney made a statement, came out and said, all of the people who were arrested for quote-unquote low-level crimes during the New York riots will not be charged. In fact, we're letting everybody go. We're letting everybody go free. So pardon my cynicism when a mayor like Ted Wheeler comes out and says, I stand behind the district attorney. Yes, my next my follow-up question to that is yes, but does the district attorney stand behind, you know, the citizens, the population, and the law. <laughs> because in the biggest city in the United States, that being New York, arguably the financial beating heart of the Western world, the district attorney there just lets people go. <laughs> I stand behind the district attorney. See, when we hear terms like district attorney, our brain automatically jumps to words like, you know, we play a word association game in our brains. Our brain automatically jumps to terms like justice, <laughs> you know, law and order, that kind of shit. It's not necessarily true. D- 
District attorneys are political appointments just like any other political appointment. So when you hear a mayor like Ted Wheeler say something like, I stand behind the district attorney, that means sweet fuck all. Because again, by the New York example, a district attorney can just let anybody go. No, no, we're not going to charge anyone. Sure. Sure. You were charged with throwing things through a, through a window and then setting a building on fire. But they, hey, you know what? It was, it was for justice. It was for equality. So you're free to go. The district attorney, ladies and gentlemen. Right? It means nothing. <laughs> so part of, part of my cynicism, Mr. Wheeler, I stand behind the district attorney. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> In apprehending and holding accountable those who are responsible for the homicide last night. Mm-hmm. Sure you I will. stand here sure with the police chief will. and the district attorney to again denounce the violence. Yeah. We denounce the violence whilst tacitly approving it. <laughs> because we're going to stand up against fascism. Again, put, put yourself in his shoes. He can't do anything except the least amount of disapproval possible. We denounce the violence. That's it. That's all you get. Now it's going to be, and it's Donald Trump's fault. I guarantee it. The tragedy of last night cannot be repeated. Uh-huh. All it will be. Make, must take a stance against violence. You won't take a stance against and anything. And it doesn't matter who you are. It does. Or what your politics are. It does. We have to all stop the violence. You won't stop anything, Ted. For those of you saying on Twitter this Twitter. morning... For those of you who are saying on Twitter, in, in the aftermath of a homicide in his own city, a city which has been under riot conditions for literally a quarter of a calendar year now, 96 fucking days, is he literally talking about what people are saying on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> To all of you haters on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking grow up, man. We know what Twitter is. Twitter is a cesspool. Twitter is a hole. Twitter Twitter is the, you know, modern equivalent of a Chinese opium den. A place where herpes and bad opinions are spread wildly at two in the morning. That's all it is. Before we before we get to the problem of the district attorney prosecuting potential murderers in, in our city during three months of riots, I just want to address what people have been saying on Twitter. Fuck me. You plan to come to Portland to seek retribution. I'm calling on you to stay away. You, of course, have a constitutional right to be here. <laughs> this is not the first time that he said to, you know, whole groups of... Remember, this is a common theme for Ted Wheeler. If you support Donald Trump, get the fuck out of our city. We don't want you. Remember, he has openly said, if you're on the right, we don't want you here. Get out. Leave. You are not welcome here. He is, quote, quote, you are not welcome here. He said this in the past. I mean, I understand that you don't want to see cities burn and stuff, but Jesus Christ... At what point do you listen to his advice and say, okay, burn your own city down then? I understand the arguments on both sides, but it's kind of like 
when liberals are confronted with somebody who has, like, say, an extremist terrorist ideology, and this person says, I, I want to bring the great Satan, the United States, to its knees, and I want to convert all the infidels to ash. And, you know, the well-meaning progressive says, that's not what you really want, silly. What you really want is to be respected by white people. And they're like, no, 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 I really want to convert you all to ash. <laughs> you're, you're, you're now telling the people who are burning down their own city that they are not burning down their own city for the reasons that they claim they're burning down their own city, and you're trying to put a stop to it. As I, I, well, I, I don't know. It's like, can you convince someone not to be a suicide bomber? Or do you just try to clear everybody out of the building before they pull the fucking cord? Right? Think about it. So everybody on that side of the spectrum, stay away. He's openly telling you, do not come here. We don't want you here. We'll handle shit ourselves. Meanwhile, his city has been in riot condition, third world riot condition, like a South American fucking dictatorship after an election for three months. If you're thinking about coming here, don't. We don't want you. At what point do you go, okay, good, fine. What, how about counter-signaling? Hey, anybody who doesn't agree with Portland burning to the ground, why don't you leave? Come to my place. <laughs> Right? Maybe do that instead. Maybe that'll be a little more productive. Anybody in Portland who doesn't agree, crash at my joint. Crash on my couch for the weekend. It's okay. It's okay, bro. We got you covered. The mayor doesn't want us there, but we want you here. Get the fuck out. Come to my city. Come to my state. You don't need to stay there. It's a shithole. Come on. Right? Like I said, it's like trying to convince the, uh, you know, the jihadists that the reason that they're doing jihad is not really what they say, but what you think. Pfft. Fuck it. Fuck it, bro. But we're asking you to stay away and work with us to help us de-escalate Stay away this and work with us. Okay. And Portlanders, I'm asking all of us to uh -huh. do our part too. Yeah. One death is one death too many. Join me. It's such a shame because Portland looks to me like to be like a really nice city. It's in a beautiful part of the world. You know, I love that. Like, I love the northern United States, you know, Oregon, like whether it's the northwest or the northeast. I love the, I love like the temperature. I love the geography. I love the snow. I love all of that fucking shit. So Portland seems to be in a beautiful place. It, for the most part, it seems to be like a really nice town. <laughs> it's just a shame about the fucking politics. In denouncing all violence, let's pull together in the name of peace and humanity. We don't always have to agree. I, one of my favourite parts about these moments is when these politicians make these speeches. This is when, you know how... Whenever there's like a conservative in power or a Republican in power or whatever, any politician that doesn't fall over themselves, any politician that doesn't step over their own mother to make these airy-fairy nonsense platitudinal speeches about, we need to come together, not be divided. We need to move forward, not backwards. We need to love, not hate. You know those speeches that you get told are so very important to hear all the time? You know, the corporate media says, you need to hear this speech. 
This is the speech that needs to be delivered by the politicians. The the reality that, you know, half of the population refuses to see and refuses to admit is those speeches are only effective when there's no need for them. Literally. When there's no need to make the speech, that's the only time that it works. Because here's a little reality check for Ted Wheeler and his comrades. When the city is burning down, when people are shooting at each other, when people are kicking each other half to death in the fucking street, all the speeches about love and unity mean sweet fuck all. They mean nothing. It has no effect. It means nothing. It says nothing. It convinces nobody. The only time those speeches work is when there's no need for them to work. When everything is going well, that's when those speeches work. It makes you look like a nice guy. It makes you look like you have empathy. But when the rubber hits the road, when the shit hits the fan, nobody's listening to those speeches anymore. If they did work, you wouldn't have had riots for the last three months, Ted. So stop making them. Of course he can't, because that's what his idiotic, knuckle-dragging, rock-ape supporters expect of him, is to make those empty, platitudinal speeches which mean fuck all and turn a blind eye to everything else. That's what he's there to do. That's what they voted for him for. But we've long done so without violence. That's part of what makes this nation strong. Let's end this long. Winning TV with a diamond tonight, day 95 of riots, and it will be worse. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hard summer and come together and work to support and lift each other, not tear each other apart. <laughs> These people think in cliches. I, I, I just rattled off. We have to move forward, not backward. We have to be united, not divided. We have to love, not hate. And then right on fuck. I haven't watched this yet. Right on fucking cue, this guy, like a, the puppet that he is, with the with the inter, the the hard left professor intellectual hand up his asshole, pumps out the exact same fucking line that we were just criticizing. And work to support and lift each other, not tear each other apart. Jesus Christ. These people are more predictable than sunrise. They think in empty platitudes. They think in spin. They think in shallow rhetoric. They are trained to do it. That's all they have. Get out there, spew out the lines, and hope people don't think about anything else. Because you can be damn sure the corporate press isn't going to ask anything else. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Wheeler. Boogie Bumper here from CNN. I just wanted to know if we could get a comment from you about why people should be united instead of divided. <laughs> Do you really think that you know, un unite, being united is important in these times of division? Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, uh, can we get a comment from you about the need to move forward and not backwards? <laughs> 
I'm going to continue to work with the community on the historic changes community. that we've already made and have committed to making as we reimagine what public safety and racial justice can look like. <laughs> that's, that's what Portland needs, a reimagining. <laughs> Henry St. George Tucker Bumper, why in the chat? Ted is blowing my mind. Don't hate? Wow. What a, what a message. Thank you for the, Jim Edward in the chat. Twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. In our community. And we'll continue to do that work in the weeks and the months ahead. What fucking, so what fucking community, Ted? The city is burning to the ground. <laughs> Continue to work with the community? <laughs> well, because working with the community is working so well up to this point, isn't it, Ted? <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> what a jerk off. I will continue to work with the community. Wait, maybe if that's what you've been doing this whole time, maybe you should stop working with the community. Have you considered that? You're now getting murders on the streets. <laughs> I will continue to work with the community. Please don't, Ted. Stop working with the community. The community does not like it. The community is not listening, Ted. I don't know if you realise that or not. Just look out the window. Just look out the window and see the warm glow of the flames emanating from the police union building. That should be enough to indicate to you that the community is not interested. So much work to do, and I'll be so intentionally engaging the public as we proceed along these, proceed to... Holy shit! Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy, dropping a guinea on us. Where did you steal the ninja guinea, Gypsy? Ted's AAA is open, moist, and ready. Minister of cum. Thank you. <laughs> Ted's ass is ready. Gotcha. Uh, engage in that hard work together. Okay. Yesterday's events began with hundreds of cars filled with supporters okay. of the... Let's get to of the you mocking here. a disabled man. Oh, here we go. Years. We've had to live... Here we go. They were supported and energized by the president himself. Here we go. Yes, yes, come on. It's Donald Trump's fault. This is what I fucking want to do. This is what I wanted to hear. Come on now. Oh, this shit gives me an erection. I'm not going to lie. When I see the mayor of Portland, whose own city has been basically burning to the ground for the last three months, <laughs> where there are now shootings happening on a near nightly basis based on those fucking riots, when he comes out and blames the president, who we just watched his press conference, remember? You know, at any time you can ask me, I'll send in the people. You got to fucking beg me, Ted. Beg me. Beg me. <laughs> so now it's all Donald Trump's fault. Remember, remember, this is the guy who is like, no, it's only peaceful. There is no riot. Remember when even saying the word riot was a right-wing fucking conspiracy theory? Remember that? You should be able to remember that. It was two weeks ago. It was a week. It was seven days ago. When mentioning the riot was like... <laughs> riot? What are you, some kind of madman? That's a right-wing conspiracy theory. Stop pushing your right-wing conspiracy theories, you fucking fascist. That was a week ago. 
It's not a riot. It's, it's peaceful protesting. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> right? You should remember it. It was hours ago when that was the reality. Now, all of a sudden, they're riots and it's Donald Trump's fault. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. I'm so fucking excited. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna have to. Uh, Frozo, if you're still in the chat, we're just going to have to put you back like 10 minutes because we have to see this. I must see this. Rallying in Clackamas County and then driving through downtown Portland. Yes. They were supported and energized by the president himself. Hey! <sighs> the president supported the riots. A macho, Excellent. Let's carry on. <laughs> Let's carry on here with Teddy Boy. President Trump, for four years, yeah. we've had to live with you mm. and your racist attacks on black people. <laughs> we learned. <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> oh. I mean, look at his face. Even he doesn't believe it at this point. Look at him. Look at him. He, he knows what he's saying is absolute fucking trash. He knows it. He knows it. Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's go through it. I hope the pussy grab gets a mention. Please. I, I, I need to hear a pussy grab reference. Early about your sexist attitudes yes. towards women. Yes! We've had to early about your sexist attitudes towards women. <laughs> what the fuck has this got to do with anything, Ted? We've had to endure clips of you mocking a disabled man. They're really just doing 2015 again. Winning TV with a diamond. He is not inciting violence by his rhetoric. No, yes, he is. He's mocking a disabled man. Didn't you know that all of this rioting is because uh, he did the silly arm movement about a journalist once? <laughs> Don't you? Didn't you realise that all of this rioting and looting and murder and violence and Molotov cocktails and beatings is all because he said he likes to grab sluts on the vagina? <laughs> didn't you know? Didn't you know that's where it comes from? Come on. Get it together. We've had to listen to your anti-democratic attacks oh, yeah. on journalists. Yeah. We've read your tweets slamming private citizens to the point of receiving death threats. And we've listened to your attacks on immigrants. As opposed to actual death, which occurs in my city. <laughs> Endure. We've listened to you late. Oh, it's, oh the pain. <laughs> oh, it's been such a struggle to have to endure this fashion racist son of a bitch. Oh, the poor vaginas. The poor vaginas. Iceman double four double three with the diamond. The translator should just be doing the jerk off motion. <laughs> or or the uh the dick in the mouth motion, you know, where you put your tongue in the cheek. That'll do too. That'll work. Mexicans, Mexicans. Rapists. We've heard you say He called Mexicans rapists. That John McCain wasn't a hero. 
because he was a prisoner of war. Hey, Ted Wheeler, big John McCain fan. And now you're attacking Democratic mayors and the... I mean, he, he must have just Googled for this speech. He must have just Googled uh, the Guardian website from 2016. Here's all the reasons that you should hate Donald Trump. He called Mexicans rapists. He made fun of John McCain. Yeah, that's fine. Let's bring it up. But, sir, it's 2020. There are Your city is burning to the ground. It's 2020. Yeah, who cares? That's all right. Well, I'm not putting any effort in here. Come on. I'm not going to get new talking points. Jesus. Very institutions of democracy that have served this nation well since its founding. Do you seriously wonder... Mr. President, mm. why this is the first time in decades right. that America has seen this level of violence? <laughs> it's because, Ted, it's because people like you have gone fucking insane. That's why. The first time in decades that they've seen this kind of violence. Yeah. Yep, it'll take that long. It took about 40 years of programming. 40 years of getting everybody to believe that anybody to the right of Chairman Mao is the same as Adolf Hitler. That's what it took. It was a long, it was a slow burn, but you finally got there. Congratulations, Ted. You have your cultural revolution, my man. This is what it looks like. Enjoy the cultural revolution. This is what you wanted, quite literally. This is exactly what you wanted. And... A, a little bit of a news flash for those who are historically illiterate, who believe in the cultural revolution and believe that it is good. Uh, in any cultural revolution that has ever taken place along these ideological lines in any country on earth at any point ever, the professors and the intellectuals and the white collar professionals are always the first ones up against the wall because when you're talking about the workers' revolution and the proletariat, guess what? You ain't that, Ted. See, the unfortunate reality for the college professors and the intellectuals and, you know, the scholars of political philosophy who <clears throat> talk about the virtues of Marxism, for example... What you fail to recognise over and over and over again is when the revolution starts... It's the, it's the bulky, buff-headed, blue-collar workers, the miners, the car workers, right? The industrial workers, the peasants. They're the ones who are on the streets. And when they start dragging people out of their homes and dragging people out of their offices, they don't care if you supported them because that's, it's their revolution, not yours. So it's always the intellectuals and the smart guys who are the first ones up against the wall. The ones who think that they can control the revolution and they will be in charge when it's over. No, no, no. It's always the thugs who end up running the show. But <clears throat> don't let history disappoint you. The, I guess the best way to learn is by doing it yourself. So congratulations, Ted. You now have the cultural revolution that you so yearned for. And we're all very proud of you. Uh, rest in peace, Ted Wheeler. Uh, with that, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back after this short break with Frozen Asian, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Sunday Night Shit Show, joining us in the second half of the program. 
You're listening to The Daily Boogie on a Monday night. Thank you for joining us. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I, I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good UK Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening.
This just in! The global officials that can help all, also known as Gotchu, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right away. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us. Man. I got through like two items in the first half of the show when I had 10 to get through. So it's going to be a busy week for the rest of the week. But before we even get to the rest of the week, I want to present to you somebody that we've been wanting to bring on this show for quite some time now. He is the host of the Sunday Night Shit Show, ladies and gentlemen. He is everybody's favourite collector of strange and awkward hats. He is everybody's purveyor of trash on the internet. I am, of course, speaking about frozen asian can you hear me frozo yes i can hear everyone uh, you can hear everyone well you okay <laughs> how are you going man <laughs> thank you for joining us all right this is the first time i've been on here right yeah the first time the first time hopefully oh not the last time so i was, I was promised i'd be wine and dine i believe you'll be wined and dined yes we've got so much to get through because um you know there's a lot that people don't know about you frozo and, like, I even got in touch with you. Like, I'm going to open the kimono here. I'm going to... Let me just adjust your settings a little bit here so we can hear you a little better. Okay, that's probably a bit better. Um, <clears throat> I even got in touch with Frozo, like, a couple of days ago, and I'm like, hey, if there's anything you want, like, if you want to specifically talk about, you let me know. Like, I was thinking about doing, like, some political stuff, and he's like, well, you know, you can do political stuff if you want, but I don't have any, like, hot takes or anything. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like... So, but what do we actually know about Frozo besides the fact that he does uh, random shit on the internet? Um, what I do know about you, you are a restaurateur, are you not? Yes, yes. I, 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 I am part of the stereotype that uh, Asians own a uh, takeout restaurant. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say... <laughs> Winning TV with the diamond. Yay. Heroa Frozo. Great show, uh, Rasta Knight. So there you go. Winning TV. Big fan of the show. I wouldn't call that great. I wouldn't call that great last night what we did. It was that, good that, enough. That, <laughs> I think it was good that, that was beating the audience with a dead horse <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> well, so you're a restaurateur, but I was going to say you're part of that uh, stereotype that's not the common one because I think when most people think of Asian people, they assume that they're going to be mathematical geniuses, computer programmers, or violinists. So you're part of, like, that extra category that's like, no, no, I just run a restaurant. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So, you, so you're one of the, like, lesser intelligent Asians. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, the, according to where my hierarchy in the Asian... Uh... Oh, yeah. Pyramid is, it's, yeah, probably not. Okay. You're, you're lesser intelligent Asian, but still more intelligent than most white people, I think. I think that's how it works. That's, that's what I've been told. <laughs> so I've been very excited to get you on, but I'm like, so what are we going to fucking do for Frozo? 
So I decided, uh, Frozo, I would get your commentary because you are a restaurateur. Uh, I'm a I'm a foodie. I, I assume you're a foodie as well. Is that or do you just run the business? I run the business and I also cook. I did Excellent. go to culinary school for two years. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I was a this a little known uh, boogie bumper fact. I'm a fully qualified butcher in Australia. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I but I never I I got my trade and then like quit the next day basically. <laughs> like okay, I've got my certificate. I'm out of here and I've never done it since. It was just something to get out of school. So, um, you know, but I could, I could do it if I wanted to, but I don't want to do it. It's not a very good job and you don't make much money. Um, so I thought, well, that's our common ground. This is something we can talk about. We can talk about food. Uh, like I love cooking. I enjoy cooking. And also, you know, growing up in Australia, I was surrounded by uh, friends from Asia, whether it be like Chinese background, Filipino background, Korean background, Vietnamese background. So there is a lot of um, you know, various Asian foods here. I do hate the tendency in North America to just call all food Asian food. <laughs> like, I don't know if that irritates you or not, but it fucking irritates me, and I'm not even well, Asian. <laughs> you don't, you wouldn't you wouldn't know the half of it when someone comes in that's not familiar with uh, what I do. I do Filipino food, right? Yep. Uh, I, I I'll always get oh, so is it like Chinese? Uh, somewhat, <laughs> I guess. A, I mean, it's cooked on a pan, <laughs> like it's close. I guess you know. <laughs> it's still rice, but uh, it's not probably. There's not a lot of fried rice that you guys are going to be wanting. <laughs> well, yeah, boiled rice, right? In Filipino yeah. food, it's funny yeah. you say that because one of my friends growing up was a Filipino who lived up the road, and I got invited over there for dinner once, and it was me, another like Aussie kid. And the Filipinos, and so they're like, uh, guys, do you want to sit down and have dinner with us? And we're like, yeah, we're hungry. We've been playing like Nintendo all day or something like that. Like, yeah, we're hungry. And then, so obviously it was a Filipino household, so there was 12 people living there, uh, like sisters and cousins and aunties and uncles all joined around. Oh, oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, I do have family over, so if my nephew does, if I do mute myself, my nephew's barging into the room to tell me what's happening on Fortnite. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so there was like 12 of us sitting around the table and all that came so that we all had a, like an empty bowl in front of us. And then all that came out was two massive plates and like with food piled up. One pile was like fried chicken and the other pile was boiled rice. We didn't have like any cutlery or anything. And me and the Aussie kid are looking at each other like, what the fuck's going on here? And then they just start like reaching into the boiled rice with like their hands and then pick they pick up a handful of rice and they're eating it with their hands and they pick up like the chicken with their hands and they're eating that with their hands. And they're like, are you hungry? I'm like, nah, nah I'm not hungry. Thanks anyway. But, like, but that, that's the way that dinner was served. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, no get into it, mate. Get into it. We don't have time for cutlery. <laughs> now, see, the Filipino tendency is to... Um basically trick their uh, non-Filipino friends into eating things that they would not normally eat, uh-huh. such as uh, the, the bullet. I, I believe that's the number one that they try to trick white people into eating. <laughs> and what is it? Bullet is, the, is uh, a boiled, uh, un, uh, fertilized duck egg where mm. it has the, 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 the duck embryo inside. An unformed duck embryo. Ah, so you wait for the fertilized egg and then cook that. 
Yes. That's fantastic. I bet it's extra tasty. Uh, there wouldn't be any bones in there, but there would be like some sinew and stuff, wouldn't there? Uh, depends on depends on how far in the incubation period is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are some that will go uh, about 13 to 14 days where the chick is almost developed. It has the bones, the feathers, the beak, and everything. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's me. What a wonderful surprise for our dinner guests. <laughs> Look, it's like a bonus. It's like uh, getting, you know, the toy in the cereal box. That's exactly. <laughs> well, so since we since we meet on food and we have this common ground, I thought that I would review a couple of videos with you, like a couple of cooking videos, and get your thoughts because you're a professional. Like I'm just an amateur when it comes to cooking. So the first one I have for you. <clears throat> I don't know. Are you familiar with the guy who's running for president that we cover on this show, Frozo yes. Toddles 2020? Toddles. I am familiar with Toddles. If you're familiar with Toddles. So this is a Toddles recipe that he put up. It's uh, canned chicken noodle soup. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess it's got an Asian feel to it, chicken noodle soup, in, in some respects. So I thought as a, as a food professional, we would get your thoughts on this recipe. Maybe tell us where he's going wrong, where he can improve, and, you know, just a general commentary. So let's have a look at Toddles 2020, the future president of the United States, God willing, uh, doing his regular shtick, that is the bad cooking show, from the kitchen owned by his mother, who we suspect is dead, and he's collecting her uh, social security checks. Let's have a look. Oh, wow. Hey, welcome to one of my uh, cooking tutorials. Looking forward um, to this. I have list. a very basic um, rendition of uh, my version of um, chicken noodle soup. I, I assume it's going to be basic. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, from what I'm expecting, it's probably going to be the packaged one mm -hmm. with the with with the powdered broth and uh, probably using chicken breast, I hope. Oh, you think he's going to put actual real chicken in there and not just chicken flavoring? Uh, yes, okay. I, I would be assuming so, okay. but... Uh, you do have high I'm expectations of the president. Yes. <laughs> you do expect a lot from Toddles, don't you? <laughs> Actual fresh chicken. Okay. Would be. Um, I have a very simple way and the simple meaning. Chicken noodle soup already prepared in a can. Ah. I was a little bit far off, wasn't I? <laughs> uh, any recipe... A recipe for chicken noodle soup where he says, I do have a simple routine for this. Open a can. <laughs> See you in hell. I, I mean, I'm already a fan. Uh, look at that. Isn't he proud of himself too? Look at that. He's so happy. He's the first one who ever thought of this. Like, like you should see this recipe I have for chicken noodle soup. I buy a can and I open it. <laughs> I'm a fucking genius. Foolproof. It's very foolproof. It's full. It, well, well, let's let let's hold off on calling it foolproof. Uh, if anyone can fuck it up, it's gonna be Todd. So. Can now. This is my way of doing it, and okay. you can do it different ways. You could add different seasonings. Yep. And, uh, the possibilities endless, but this is basically my rendition. Uh, my I mean, there is a great shame oh. here that Toddles is not on the same level of YouTube uh, internet chef stardom as, say, a Jack Scalfani, for example. I think yes. that's a travesty. Also, I just noticed uh, it's always good to uh, blow the dust off of the can before you open it. Right? Yeah, 
<laughs> don't check the use. When you're an experienced chef like Todd, you don't need to check the use by day. You judge the you know the, the the safety of the contents of the food inside the can by the level of dust that's on the outside of it. He's done this before. You don't need to. I don't have time to check dates. Come on now. This I cook by feel. I version of doing this. I'm gonna go ahead first. I'll put the water on because uh-huh. put the water on first. That's very important. What I usually do is I put um heat the pan up first. Okay. On low. You can leave it on low. Okay. okay. We're, good. Yeah, this is so far so good, right? This is standard Except stuff. Except from what I'm seeing with that range over there with the rust and the, the the grime or grease, I believe. Oh, yes. Around the range. Yeah. that is that rust or is that grease and dirt? I, I tend to think it's grease and grime and, and fat and cooked yeah. and shit. Probably the latter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely not rust. Because rust would be um, a much browner colour. You can see the ring around where he's like put the big fry pan, right? So yeah, that's <laughs> first. Look, look at the look at the uh, toaster. Is that the sandwich toaster just on the oven? Uh, I believe that, or it's one of those George Foreman grills. <laughs> look, I got an extra hot plate. <laughs> that's a selling feature. When he goes to sell his mother's house, it's like one of those state of the art stoves where I've got a George Foreman with an electrical cord hanging in front of the hot oven. Uh, yes, Todd. On low, you can leave it on low. I'll put it on medium. Leave it on low. Um, get the pan already hot. See, uh, just, sorry, just give me a second. He's coming through the door again. That's all right. I was just going to say, I'm already pissed off here because. As we all know, it's wrong to use a saucepan that's smaller than the hot plate. So he, you can see he's got a perfectly good small size hot plate just to the right of the one that he's using, but instead he's using the big hot plate with this tiny little saucepan. You're not supposed to do that, Todd. And look at the bread just you know casually thrown up there on the, on the stove. He's he's a professional. He's a professional guy. <laughs> Kitty B in the chat. He can't use the oven, so he's got a grill. <laughs> Children, what can I say? That's, that's all right. I, I understand. You're Filipino. You got a big family. <laughs> These things are going to happen. <laughs> Um, what I did was I ran water over the top because usually the top can be dirty. Usually. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Go ahead. Usually? Usually. I don't usually buy free, you know, clean cans. Don't you want, a, don't you want a, an aged can of chicken noodle soup? It's like wine, isn't it? Isn't that how it works? Disgust me more if the can was either like bumpy, like you know, it has either like a dent or a protrusion. Mm. Yes, yeah, like a dent in the side because you get it cheaper then. Yeah. <laughs> you drop the can in the store and say, "Well, you got to take fifty cents off." We're making money here. Right here, I'm talking about <clears throat> first step. Gotta go ahead and pop the top off. First step. Pop the top off. Any recipe that starts with first step, open the can. <laughs> I'm going to be a little, eh, I don't know. What about prepare the fresh ingredients? No, no, no. We don't do that. We don't do that here. Popping a little bit of vegetables now? All right. <laughs> well, vegetables come in a can too, you know. Thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. Also, it's very good to uh, cook while shirtless, right? Of course. <laughs> it's very hygienic. Now, Frozo, in your restaurant, do you do you encourage shirtless chefery in the kitchen or? Uh, 
Not if I... Again, we work with a lot of oils and... Uh, mm. um, especially the grill. Yep. And fire. I wouldn't want them to be shirtless right. for obvious reasons. Yep. Well, because the skin may be burnt off the body. Yes. Right. But what about, like, getting into the spirit of it? Like, do you think it's more natural cooking half-naked or...? Sure, in the caveman days? In the caveman days. Well, we are speaking about toddles here. <laughs> so, you know, although if he was a caveman, uh, it would have been much more difficult to get the top off that can of soup. I mean, that's half of the recipe done already, so he's well ahead of the curve. He's smarter than the average caveman. Let's hear what I'm going to do here. Yeah. I love the little little effects with Todd, too. Look at this, Frozo. Oh, nice gunt, by the way. I'm going to show you. Look at the tape. Look at the tape holding the glasses together. He's like a 1990s sitcom character. Uh, you mentioned it. I just had to put the sticker in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, the Gunt. <laughs> the Technicolor Gunt from Fraser. You guys hear what I'm going to do here? Um, so let me show you guys here. Show us. Well, so now, you can tell it's his mother's house because of all the cats. There's a lot of cats on the walls in uh, Toddles' kitchen. My camera... Somewhere before I can ever write the final room. He's a master of directing. So the camera has gone into a cabinet. Into <laughs> Normally in these cooking videos, there's there's jump cuts, you know, to... to... Yep. When you move the, the camera the, around. Yeah, you, you never you never see the, the actual process of uh, repositioning the camera while you're cooking. Mm. But this is why Toddles is an internet sensation, because he's raw, Frozo? Yes. He's got that raw, unfiltered uh, quality. You know, he's not overproduced. He's not like a Philly D or anything like that. Uh, Toddles right. is a man of the people, which is why he's running for president, incidentally. Very, and very simple man. Very simple man, very simple technique, very effective. Okay, there we go. Um, got chicken cubes. I'm gonna... Chicken cubes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, yes. Chicken cubes. So this is the, the, this is the Jack Scalfani school of let's... <laughs> Over flavor everything to the point where it's you, you can't you're destroying your taste buds at well, the same time. Well, this is the thing, even Jack Scalfani. I think if he was making chicken noodle soup, he would get everything from jars, but he would buy like dried, freeze dried pasta and then you know, freeze dried like soup in a can. He wouldn't buy a can of chicken noodle soup, you know what I mean? He'd buy cans of the elements of chicken noodle soup, but a can of the final product would be a bridge too far, even for Big Jack. But Toddles, on the other hand, he's a fucking visionary. He's, he's been watching the Jack Scalfani videos. He's like, you know what? I don't think this guy is utilizing the canned food enough. I, I can take it one step further. We'll throw some chicken cubes in with it too, just for just for kicks. <laughs> Optimum taste and uh, Correct. hypertension. Correct. I'm, I'm still hopeful that there's gonna, we're going to see a chicken breast or some point. I'll take a tenderloin. I will take a chicken thigh. But I, I tend well, to think now we're going to be stuck with chicken cubes. <laughs> or one of those chicken tenders that you, you just, like, slice off from the breast. Yes, yes. A little a little uh, tendy with some uh, breadcrumbs, maybe, coating it, perhaps. Can we do something like that? Maybe fry that up, throw it in the soup? I don't know. I, I will even take the little oyster meat that you find at the back of the, the oh, thigh. Yes. Or oh, what about the butt meat? The butt meat is very nice. Oh, the butt meat, yes, 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 yes. Beautiful. I even, I'll take stuffing at this point. It's not even chicken, but I will, I will take a stuffing mix if we throw that in. That'll do. It's chicken-related. Add um, 
flavor to your soup. Adds flavor uh, to your soup. I will take a smaller, a smaller pole, uh, bird, like maybe, I don't know, a pigeon. A quail. Uh, quail. <laughs> a duck. A, a fertilized duck egg. Can we take one of those? Yes. <laughs> you can imagine that on Toddle's show. The only thing I don't have is parsley. Oh, the only thing I don't have is parsley. <laughs> I got oh, everything else. Okay. I got everything else. I've got a tin of soup and chicken cubes. The only thing I don't have is parsley. Oh, the recipe's ruined. <laughs> He's fresh parsley. Fresh is usually the best. Fresh is usually the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> I can tell he's a big fan of fresh food. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> What are your thoughts on fresh parsley in this dish, Frozo? <laughs> Is vital or, you know, not, not so important? <laughs> I mean, it, there's got to be something there that um, brings out the, the vibrance of the dish, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it brings out the colour, the imagination of the the soul of the dish is the fresh parsley. Exactly. If only I had the fresh parsley, you wouldn't you wouldn't notice that the entire rest of the recipe came from freeze dried or tins. Like the parsley makes all the difference. First, I'm gonna start off. Um, okay. Go ahead. This will be good. Oh yes, yes. Second here. Okay. Does he shave his chest? I think he shaves his chest. It looks like he shaves his chest. Oh yeah, that's a shaved chest. Fucking pull the pants up too, but gee, whoa, we are dangerously close whoa. there, aren't we? Um, <laughs> what are we shot. okay on D-Life about this? I mean, <laughs> we're dangerously I close. I, I understand I'm on the super host uh, the waiting verified list. partner D-Life uh, <sighs> boogie bumper here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think, oh, you know, as a verified partner, I think this is safe. You can see the shadow of the gunt. It's like it's providing that alluring mystery to the what what takes place below the waist. So I think we're safe here. It's we've only got the we've only got our imaginations to lead us astray, and we are X tagged anyway. Now I normally do this on my show, but uh, ladies, would ya? Would ya? <laughs> lady, lady, hello, ladies. Wouldn't <laughs> don't don't you all want a man with um you know? Scotch taped glasses cooking you a nice fine cooked home meal of soup in a can with chicken cubes. Uh, unfortunately, with fresh didn't... parsley, fresh parsley. <laughs> we didn't have the fresh parsley. You... Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> We've got to skip the fresh parsley. And uh, this, this magnificent throbbing uh, pile of hot man meat working away in the kitchen, sweating all over your bowl because he refuses to wear a shirt. Don't, don't you think that would be just, mm. I mean, you'd almost have to have sex with him, wouldn't you, at that point? I don't think you'd have a choice, really. I mean, he is a provider, right? Yeah, he is. He, he's a tender lover. He likes to take care of his women, I think. But he only likes black chicks, we've discovered oh. in a previous video. I, immediately I see Kitty saying, no thanks. <laughs> you say that now, Kitty, but come on, let's be honest here. You are only human. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pop the top off of here. Pop the top off. Yep, that's it. Yeah. That's a good shot. That's better. Transfers. Oh, look at that. Looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> so, 
It has that gel gelatinous quality that you're <laughs> always looking for soup. And it's so hard to replicate with fresh ingredients, the gelatinous quality, Frozo, I find. You know, I, I try to make my food look like it's come out of a, a five-year-old tin that's covered in dust from the back of the pantry, but I, it's so difficult. But this guy's just got a natural ability to do it. Like, he really is. He's a, he's a, a, a protege of the cooking gods, you know what I mean? Exactly. He's a gift from the heavens. Soup to here, like such. He's a virtuoso. Puck be damned. <laughs> Mind you, this is on low. Oh, good, good, because you wouldn't want to overcook it. Noodle, noodles in there. <laughs> Just bash the shit out of that can. Make sure it all ends up in the pot, mate. <laughs> could use a spatula. If you, you could use to. a spatula. Nice spice rack, by the way. Oh yeah. What have we got in there? Uh, I see some, like, souvlaki mix, I think. Uh, there's probably uh, avjar, uh, which is the stuff that, you know, Eastern Europeans put on everything. Um, probably some steak spice in that Steak one. spice. <laughs> My favorite of the spices. <laughs> Random steak spice. <laughs> What's in it? Nobody knows. You just We just know where it goes. That's the point. Especially for creamier... Keep, yep, just in case there's one more noodle in there. Got to get it out. Noodles. Um, then you can take your walk. You don't want to be wasteful, right? No, that's right. And tin noodles. I mean, they're better once you once you hurt them a little bit. You need to use them to make them uh, extrude the flavor, right? Exactly. They've got to be agitated. Here we go. you got to add your water. With the can. With the can, by the way. And boiling hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the way, some of that water went on that lid, so the dust just adds a little bit of that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of dust for the texture for the connoisseurs in the audience. <laughs> a little bit of gritty quality is what we want in this chicken noodle soup. <laughs> One can only hope that there was some cockroach feces on there as well. <laughs> That's a delicacy in Toddles' house. Just the spice of life, what can I say? <laughs> well, you know, the cockroaches eat the scraps and then they process the scraps and then they poop it out. It's going to be amazing in this soup. Some, people, needs... drink, uh, some people drink serval coffee, you know. Hmm. Toddles just likes that uh, extra kick of the rat shit. Cockroach feces. <laughs> Cockroach, insect shit. Take your uh, cube. For flavor, uh -huh. add a little um, garlic powder in there. Little garlic powder in there. Powder. Little garlic powder. Um, I'm always amazed that people use onion powder and garlic powder, Frozo. Like, I mean, it's really not that hard. Like, I have fresh garlic in the fridge all the time. You can even buy fresh garlic like pre-peeled, and then like, so I buy it like pre-peeled. It costs like two bucks for a whole bunch of garlic. It's like four or five cloves worth. And I smash it with the side of the, the cooking knife, right? And then chop it finely and like, and you know, chuck it in whatever I'm doing. Takes me two seconds. Why would anybody use powdered garlic? What is, what is what, I, I don't see the advantage of powdered garlic. Do you? Don't want to waste their time with the chopping and the uh, peeling, I guess. Right. 
where t- time is of the essence. You know, we've got a hungry, exactly. we've got a hungry, hungry mouths out there that need feeding. We need to bring them the garlic taste Even without it the takes garlic. One minute, it doesn't. You know, that one minute saves time, right? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powdered oh. anything in powdered form except cocaine is not worth taking. I think. Seasonal full of garlic powder, perfect. Garlic powder, perfect. A little black pepper. You could use uh, yeah white pepper if you want. Yeah. Why would you use white pepper when there's black pepper? Okay, good. Add more later. I got a crushed red pepper. <laughs> or layer? Wait, what? You can wait till later. I think he said. Because, oh, okay. Because that's 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 key in the preparation of this chicken noodle soup delicacy. You don't want to add add all the pepper at once, Frozo. <laughs> We have to be conservative with our pepper. I forgot. <laughs> you got to do it by taste. <laughs> Good guy. Wanna... Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this guy's dream before he wanted to run for president was to do a cooking show. This is his cooking show. This is his number one routine on the internet. This is what he does. Those in there just to add a little spice to it. <laughs> nice. And yeah, again, nice shot. We, we were seeing a lot of his chest in this video. Yeah, it would pretty, well, such a such a man he is. It would be a crime to deny us, you know, this this these perks, these pecs, these pecs of freedom. Like, come on. I'm sorry, I have to cower to his uh, amount um, immense uh, masculinity here. Exactly, which is why he's so good at the cooking, even without the fresh parsley. This is this is how you open a packet of uh, freeze dried chili, with great difficulty. It seems they can be He's tricky. He has to get the technique down. He had to, he has to get the technique down. Yeah, right? he had to drop the camera. Yeah, this is a two hand job. <laughs> open Here we go. go Dump it in there. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so like so we're not. I thought we were supposed to be. I thought we were supposed to be conservative with our pepper. I guess it <laughs> depends on the pepper. Yeah, no, you add the you add the black pepper at the end. The red chili powder, you just chuck that all in. Chuck that oh, all in. Okay. As you go. All right. Yeah, because if you put too much black pepper in that soup, <laughs> that's gonna make it all then... that's gonna make all the difference in the world. <laughs> Look at him go. Oh, he's good, <laughs> isn't he? Add your pepper in there. If you like it spicy, I don't mind spicy stuff. I bet you don't. Throw my can out too. Yep, throw the can out. Very important. Clean as you go. That's an important part of being mm-hmm. in a kitchen. I'm gonna have the yeah, cube clean in as there. you go. Yep. <laughs> as I as I look at that ring of uh, grease. <laughs> dirt. That's right. We, we clean the can up, but uh, what about the grease and grime that's on the cooking surface itself? Eh, don't worry about that. Mum will get that. She'll take care of that. Ah, oh, the the suspense is killing me. Now in goes the chicken cube. Note he didn't break up the cube at all. Yes. Which is generally what you do when you add a cube, isn't it? You kind of break mm-hmm. it up a bit with your hands. But Toddle's like, nah, skip that step. Just like the garlic I'm powder. I'm assuming he breaks it up with his spoon. Ah. You would think, right? Well, well, you would we'll, think. We'll see. I mean, he uses garlic powder instead of garlic because time is of the effort. Maybe we haven't got time to break up the chicken cube. Maybe somebody, maybe the father of the family gets the cube in the soup. <laughs> I see where this is going. It's like getting the biggest steak, the biggest pork chop. No, no, dad gets the chicken cube straight out of the soup. 
I'm going to raise the heat up. Because remember, uh, it's only on a low heat here. Add more black pepper. So that cube is just going to be floating around in there. It's not going to break oh, apart. That's when you add more black pepper. <laughs> right. Okay. At, at this stage. A the... minute after you add everything. <laughs> when nothing has changed in the dish. <laughs> so so I, I'm doing, I've been doing this all wrong. I've just... Uh... Correct. I should have done this in intervals. I shouldn't have done this uh, That's right. all at once. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now you're learning something. See, I told you. I knew we'd get something out of this. And lastly, but not least, I'm going to hit it with a little bit of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? He hasn't tasted it once. That's the part I like. Again, nothing. Uh, you can't go wrong with, too, uh, with a lot of salt, right? No, I no. Mean, it's, it's, it's good for the digestion and the kidney stones. <laughs> and and it's good for cleaning the pot before you actually try to clean it. Put that salt in there, oh. gets the things off the side of the pot, you see. So he's yeah, a yeah, he's yeah, a thinker. A yep. It soaks up all that caked on soup from your previous cooking. Exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and show you guys how it cooks. I'm gonna go ahead and take a Oh, wait. Looks looks no, good. No stirring whatsoever. <coughs> Not <Wait> yet. <laughs> Not yet. We haven't stirred anything yet. It's just sitting on top. <laughs> also, is the pan on or? It's at a very very low heat. He said, very oh, low okay. heat. So lukewarm canned soup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With a floating chicken cube in it. It's winning TV <laughs> in the chat. Said a chewy surprise for whoever gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, you can use onion powder if you want, or you can chop up carrots. Because it's not going to cook. It's not going to break apart at this low heat. If you want our celery, throw it in there. It's a bit of celery in there. Why not? Doesn't make any sense. But hey, none of this does. So you may as well throw some celery in. Be creative. Oh, you need your aromatics, right? Even though you you add it after everything's done. Yeah, you need your you need your flavorless vegetable in there just to make just to fill up. I guess it's like filling in the spots. We need another ingredient. I know, we'll put celery in. It's inconsequential. It doesn't make any difference. But I just got what I got on there. Uh, Give it a stir, Todd. Come on now. The simple, quick way. Yep. Um, no, no, still no stirring. You know, time. No. Okay. Um. Yeah, it'll happen eventually, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Press one in the chat if you think Toddles will actually stir this soup. Press two in the chat if you think he's just going to pour it into a cup. <laughs> into like a coffee mug and start drinking it. <laughs> well, the very, very low chance where he, he puts it in one of those like um, those thermoses and he just shakes it all up just <sighs> to mix everything together. It'll cook in my stomach. It's fine. What do they call that? Here we go. Here, here we go. Thing if you want. The wait big a minute. The wait, pasta wait ladle. <laughs> the spaghetti wait ladle. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you have an issue, Frozo? <laughs> What's your issue with this? I, 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 I want to say, sir, that is the wrong instrument of what you should be using for that soup. But <laughs> he could be onto something, but I have to keep watching to find out. Okay. I, I think. Okay. Use whatever kind of thing you have a tongue. No, just use whatever oh, okay, thing whatever. you have. A pitching wedge. <laughs> All right, never mind. A one wood. Never mind. <laughs> what about a ball uh, peen hammer? Can I use that? <laughs> That's what I got. 
blend it, blend it all together. Good question in the chat from Ban Van. Is that a phone charger cord on the stove? <laughs> um, I think I believe that is from what we either think is a, a toaster or George Foreman. <laughs> Otherwise known as the fifth hot plate on his stove. <laughs> like such. Or or it could be one of those waffle makers, but I don't see him making waffles no. from scratch. No, waffles don't come in a can. <laughs> So it's very difficult. I love oh, how the cord for the, right there. I love waffles how the waffles don't come in a can. I love how the cord from uh the George Foreman grill slash uh sandwich toaster is just running r- directly across the hot plate directly to his right. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Safety first in the Toddles kitchen. <laughs> look at it, look, it's right on it. <laughs> It looks like he's actually wound it around the spiral in the hot plate. <laughs> yeah. Got to hide the cord, Mum. <laughs> Chicken noodle soup with some red crushed pepper. Like I said, parsley is the only other thing I'd put in here. Like once it's done cooking, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sprinkle some parsley on there, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got mm-hmm. some. Uh, oh, the, the fresh parsley because you, you can't have it. No. Tried. If, if it's not fresh, it's not worth putting in. Hello. What do we got here? Are these vegetables? Got crackers too, you know. If you... Oh, crackers! See, he's, he's very professional. He 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 pre-cuts everything. He preps first before he puts it. No, I don't think he's using that bowl of uh, what looked to be roasted vegetables. I think he's just now adding box crackers. Oh. To the chicken noodle soup, unsalted, wait, unsalted. Hmm. Of course, you don't well, want to add too much. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be careful with that salt, Todd. You like crackers or bread? Dip it in bread. Yeah. I prefer crackers. Sure. Don't we all? <laughs> the suspense is killing I me. I know. There's already crackers down here. Well, we're getting, we're getting different crackers now. Look at that's a good looking cabinet. Oh, look at the grime and oh. the build up in there. The, that top ramen's looking really good right about now. <laughs> that doesn't even have dust on it. It's not. It's, it hasn't matured yet. <laughs> Hasn't aged enough yet. Exactly. Okay, I get it. Like a lot also, like aged beef, you need to age your top ramen noodles. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. What is that? Are they are those onion sprouts or potato? Is that a I potato bag? It looks I, it like a bag be... of onions that's just been allowed to live in there for about a year, doesn't it? it... It could be bean sprouts, but why would you do that? Mm. Whatever it is, it looks like it's grown since it's been under the sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see any crackers, matzo. Oh, yes. Let's have a look inside the Toddles pantry now. I'm I'm sure it's good in there. All right. Let's see what we got in here. We got it's very dark. What looks like Rice Krispies. Yes. Chicken biscuits. It's just a pile. He has no shelves. It's just a pile of stuff in the pantry. (laughs) Like, there's no shelves in there. Look, it's just a pile. Also, is that a stack of magazines in that basket? I hope so. Cooking magazines, (laughs) recipe books. (laughs) One can help. Those are recipe books. One can help. (laughs) 
Okay, let's skip ahead to the reveal here because I know I don't want to keep you too. I, I do have one more quick video to show you, Frozo, to get your thoughts on. So let's skip ahead here to the finish. I mean, there's a lot. There's a long way to go in this. Who knew that heating up a can of fucking soup would take 14 minutes? But <laughs> apparently it does. Uh, there's a nice close-up of the grime and dirt. Oh, yes, very oh. nice. Look at that. It's actually the, the old food stuff is actually. Ring the bell get your cheese, man. <laughs> Thank you for the sub. The old food stuffs is actually chipping the paint away on the hot yes. plate. <laughs> a lot of ac acid burn, I believe. Correct. Okay, the soup is looking good, isn't it? Look at that. I'm still seeing no steam whatsoever. No, I don't soup. think it's on. I, I don't know if it's warm or. I think Loop he's. Warm. I think he's slowly cooking it. The stirring action is heating it with friction. I think that's the uh, way it's going to okay. go. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, sometimes you can go ahead and. Uh, uh, uh. What? Why is he running water? Go ahead and clean your spoon. See, there's what I, you should be expecting, some nice steam coming from the dish. Just but... a little bit, yeah. See a little bit of action in there. See the yeah. fat separating at the top, maybe, perhaps. That'll do, mm -hmm. and you stir it back in again. I think perfect sanitization of the spoon there. You just got to use extremely hot water, right? Correct. That's good enough. <laughs> oh, can we get a shot of him scratching <laughs> his shoulder? Yes, we can. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes, we can. My back, as you can tell. But, uh... What? 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 what are we... <laughs> Hang on. What are we doing here? <laughs> okay. Like I need to see. There's no action in the pot. Got my uh, hair trimmed off the other day on my shoulder. Oh, he's just showing off his his yeah. nice trim there. Nice wax job, bro. My back, mm -hmm. as you can tell. But uh, I have less hair. I like it with less hair on me. Uh, I went to a barber shop. Got lucky. Uh, this lady. He got lucky at the barber shop. Ooh, <laughs> oh, by a lady too. By a lady at the barber shop. Mm -hmm. Pretty attractive, did it for me. Really attractive, ah. really attractive lady shaved my shoulder hair at the barber shop. <laughs> Every man's I'm sorry, dream. Ladies. I'm sorry, ladies. He might be taken eventually. So I know. Getting now you better... while you got a chance. Yeah. I mean, think of all the home cooked dinners you'll have. I oh, my word, look at this. Uh, uh, I go back again. She gave me her card. I tipped her pretty good. Uh, She's obviously going to suck your dick now, Todd. <laughs> I tipped her pretty good. Wow, that makes a little keep, keep Make her one of those home-cooked meals like this, and mm. you, you'll win her heart for sure. Yeah, a long-held a long -held family recipe in the Toddles household. Uh, Looks good. Looks, doesn't it look fantastic, though? Hmm? Isn't that appetizing? Down here, uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Just want to show you guys what I'm talking about here. Yeah, to, See, well, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you can't boil it on <laughs> Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. Spices, skin flakes, and high salt. Oh, the subscription we got. Uh, Victor Von Schroom is back in the chat. Yes. Welcome yes, back, uh, Victor. Good to see you again, our favourite Dutchman, the Flying Dutchman, the, ladies and gentlemen. The Shroom Man is back. The Shroom Man is back. Wow, how long's it been? Too long. Welcome back, Victor. Thank you so much for joining us. You came in at the perfect opportunity. Uh, this guy, we're now learning uh, authentic American cuisine. 
isn't it fantastic? Boils and then you just lower the heat down, simmer it a little bit less. Yeah. You know, he's asking in the chat what. Why don't that red crap want to mix with the rest of the shit? Because um, he hasn't so stirred that it. Is, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, that spoon that he's been using is not the appropriate appropriate uh, utensil for correct stirring food. I mean, like, let's be honest, like, I don't want to sound like too much of a food nerd, but if I was doing this, like, just say I was adding a can of soup, right? First of all, mm -hmm. I would use fresh garlic fresh onion and fresh chili and i would chop it really 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 fine and then i would put yeah. like butter and then um on a little bit of a high heat but then lower it really quickly i would fry up those three things until they become kind not caramelized but you know what i mean like just start to break down a little bit in the bottom so a little glossy right yeah and then i would throw everything else in and then you wouldn't have these like huge chunks just floating around in there it would like kind of dissipate into the soup which you would cook on a, like a low to medium heat and then, you know, bring it up and it would be, all the flavors would meld together. But this guy just th throws a can in, uh, throws a chunk of chicken stock in and then just throws chili flakes on top. And he's like, well, we're just going to let that cook. And he's like, but that's not really how you get flavors to mix. You know what I mean? <laughs> but hey, I, who am I? He's the one with the cooking show, not me. He, he's more of an expert than the, both of us. Correct. Exactly. Cook it off. It's pretty much already done. You know, it's starting to foam. Cook it off. You can tell. Cook those flavors off. <laughs> Smoke point. It's uh. Yep. You just want to get it right. We've got a little it's bit like of steam now. Marinara sauce. Same same concept. Okay. Let's, Here we go. Let's see the tasting. I, I like that he's. I, I like that he's fanning the <laughs> the the steam with his fingers there. I thought he was using some kind of voodoo voodoo you know trick, some kind of magic trick to make the flavors. He's placing melt. a curse on. <laughs> a pox on thee. <laughs> Now we're going to put it on low. I turn it down on low. Okay. It's done. Go ahead and serve it on a bowl. Okay. Are we going to serve and, it? Uh, He's not going to serve it. guys. It's my soup. He's not going to serve He doesn't even serve it at the end. This is the problem with all uh, of Toddle's cooking videos. Uh, look, I know it's the end of the hour. Can you stick around for like 10 more minutes, Frozo? Can we keep you for Yeah, that? I can do that. Okay. Excellent. I wanted to show you this <clears throat> because uh, you are a restaurateur. And I know that you'd be interested in the latest and greatest crazes in restaurateuring, um, looking for ways to make money, looking for ways. Do you live, is it fair to say you live in like a trendy, gentrified part? Are you in Toronto? Yes. Okay. Now, Toronto is a pretty trendy, gentrified city anyway, isn't it? Yeah. In some parts, yes. Okay. So is your restaurant in one of those areas? Is it like, is it, can we say it's the place... Is your restaurant in a place where white people uh, take their friends to look like they're cultured? I <laughs> uh, wouldn't say so, okay. no. Okay. But would you like to be one of those restaurants? Because those people pay through the nose. You could probably serve them tin soup and they wouldn't even know the difference. Uh, that would be the goal, I guess, yes. Okay, excellent. Um, so here's a little tip for you. I want to get your thoughts on this particular restaurant. See what you think. I'm joining a group of people who aren't afraid to bear it all when they dine. Something tells oh, me I might need this. I know who this is. <laughs> what do you think? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem I think with running a restaurant like this is where are you going to get a tip from? That's my main concern. That yes, that would be a concern. Okay. Would you eat in a in a nude restaurant? Um, 
I don't know if I could stand eating laughing at the same time. <laughs> There's always these uh, thoughts that people have of nude restaurants, like, oh, that's, I'm going to go and see some titties, man. But it seems to be more often than not, uh, the clientele seems to be made up mostly of retired New York Jewish people uh, more than anything else, rather than the, like, the young, the hip, the beautiful, the trendy. Tonight is the monthly meeting of my clothing optional dinner group. There's John. <laughs> yes, his name is John. <laughs> Isn't he good? Huh? Now, you might have been offended by Toddles not wearing a shirt while he was cooking the, the food. <laughs> How about the person you're serving it to not wearing pants? Any different? Do you have any <laughs> any thoughts on this, Frozo? Let's see if this is my my, my place, right? Right. <laughs> I believe the I, I believe the the saying is true. Um, no shirt, no service. <laughs> no pants, no entry. Wait. Yeah, no pants, no entry. <laughs> uh, jogger man in the chat. Why white chairs? <laughs> Very well, good point. <laughs> Very good point. You've got to become. You've got to come here with uh, anal hygiene in check. I think that's a. You got to. You got to show that everything is clean, right? That's right. Uh, they, the the organisers, the runners of the Naked Restaurant are always very confused why they go through so many napkins, <laughs> I think. Wow, do I ever feel overdressed. <laughs> we like to eat out naked. Yeah. There oh, is I some kind of like spark in the air. style too, right? <laughs> Sorry, say you again. You can't have... I, I like that it's buffet style as well. Yes. No, you can't have people just sitting there waiting to be served. You want everybody getting up, jiggling around to the buffet table uh, and their genitals being in perfect line with the food, right, that's being served. I think that's a, the most appropriate. There to have like a dinner. A dinner and, and a show. Exactly. Yeah, it's magical. Let me put it down. It's, ma it's magical, Frozo. Magical. <laughs> magical. It's a magical evening. I had a, I had a dinner once with my wife. That was legitimately magical. It was um, one of those like food science plates, like you know Heston Blumenthal. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, it uh, was gastric uh, something. Um, gastronomy, gastric science. Gastronomy, yes. Yeah. So Heston Blumenthal, I think, like for those who aren't aware of him, he's like the mad professor of um, cooking, and he basically started the whole trend of creating food that looks like something else but he's it, it, like so he'll just say he'll have like meat, uh, sausage and mashed potato on a plate but it's actually a dessert so the mashed potato is like a gelato and the sausage is like a, a pudding kind of thing but it looks like sausage and mashed potato with like onion gravy and shit on it he basically invented that and took it mainstream so i went to a place that was in that style that was a magical evening because you know you kind of sign up for a surprise and you don't know what every everything that comes on your uh in front of your you know uh to your table you don't know what you're getting until you bite into it and you you're like oh man this is actually fucking like raspberry cheesecake you know you don't know that's a, that's a magical evening seeing a retiree's nutsack at the buffet i wouldn't put in the same category as magical uh on that note there there is a there is a chef that um, kind of does the same thing, but in a in a in a way where he's trying to I kind of insult you. He's called the Demon Chef. The Demon Chef. Uh, oh, yeah, I like uh, that. he's actually 
he 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 is from Hong Kong mm-hmm. uh, originally. Uh, he's he also lived in uh, my part of Toronto before. Okay. And one of his dishes consists of um, a a beef stew, but it's served in a different in a, in an interesting way. He puts it in a in a tin can. Going back to Tuttles oh, like again. Tuttles, just like Tuttles. Yes. And <laughs> the label is something of uh, is is a, almost like a dog food kind of label on it, and he serves it to you, and nice. he goes, "Eat that, you! Uh, I believe eat that, you mutt, or something like that." Oh. He, he screams it to you. It's like a it's like a bondage restaurant. Yes, you're a little dog, aren't you? Bark like a dog for your fucking food. Bark like a dog for your stew. Uh, <laughs> Coffee talk with Xander with the diamond. Oh my god, laughing my fucking ass off. We haven't even started yet, Xander. No. There's also the the I forget the name of the chef. You probably know if you're into your food and stuff. The guy who ran who runs uh, El Bui in, uh, but it's spelled like B U L L I in Spain. You know that famous Spanish restaurant that's yeah. like on a fucking little island or whatever. There was an El Bui here in Sydney, but it fucking closed down. <laughs> Nobody went to it. <laughs> uh, Smoky Bear with a diamond. Sweet Swedish meatball. Swedish meatball. Hey, I'm Bob Liver. How do you do? Hi, Bob. Oh, yeah, the jiggling. Hi, Bob. Uh, John's- oh, that was his name, Bob Bloomer. I remember. He He is a... <laughs> He is a thing here in Canada. Okay. Oh, is the, this guy? Celebrity chef realm, yeah. Ah, right. Okay, so he's your Canadian, like, get around town, uh, food critic kind of guy, is he? Yes, yes. Ah, that okay. man can really use a drink. It's great. Sorry, I have. Oh, I'm nice gun. Just a little bit. Uh, just to see take a little settling. From what I remember, uh, he is a bit of a lush, so you see him a lot okay. with drinks. Yeah. Ah, right. He's a bit of a booze hound. Yes. Okay, interesting. Well, you'd need to be to go into a place like this, I think. Can I take that as a compliment? Absolutely. Oh, no, that sounded like an Aussie, didn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> what you, what's going you on here? You can't escape it. You can't escape it. What's going on here? Why are there so many Aussies in Canada? Have a listen. Just to take a little settling into, I think. Oh, uh, my, 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 uh, my, my, one of my chef professors in um, culinary school was an Aussie. Oh, they, we have great chefs and we have great restaurants, like especially in Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, you know, we're considered to have some of the best restaurants in the fucking world. Um, but when it comes to nude restaurant goers, apparently we're up there when it comes to that as well. Who knew? I didn't know. You also have very good Shiraz wine. Yes, the best, the best. Shiraz being uh, native to the Middle East and the only way to replicate the temperature and the conditions and the, the telwar as it's referred to, of the Middle East is here in Australia. We have the same kind of arid climate. So there you go. That's a compliment? Absolutely. It's a compliment? Like wearing clothes. And I don't see why I should have to. Well, back to him again. Okay. However, back again. I found that restaurants around town don't appreciate it if I just walk in naked by myself. I can't imagine why that would be the case. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my body. <laughs> I don't, they don't like it when I walk in naked. It's something wrong with them. So I had to. Why don't they appreciate me? Exactly. Well, this guy's not naked. He's wearing a little hat and a bow tie. True. Taking the meaning of pop-up restaurants to new extremes, the clothing optional dinner group provides a chance for people. I like to that find- some of them try to dress up as Chippendales dancers. 
<laughs> well, to razzle dazzle. Maybe if I wear this ridiculous hat now that you're the guy to, to talk to when we come to ridiculous hats, is the thinking here, if I wear this little purple top hat, then people won't look at my genitals? Is that what he's thinking? Or, or no, no, no. Uh, bear with me here. Okay. He's prob. It's probably like this peacock stance to try to stand out, right? <sighs> to be the dominant nude yes. restaurateur, the alpha. <laughs> exactly. In the group. <laughs> and out in their birthday suit. No pockets does mean no tipping. Each meal is. I told you. I knew it. No yeah. tips. No tips, ladies <sighs> and gentlemen. Just the tip. <laughs> Ranging from a four-course dinner. To a fully catered buffet. Can I have everyone's attention, please? The buffet is now open. We go to bars, restaurants. Jeez, easy up, mate. Can any can, is anybody else allowed to have some salad, John? Please. Look at this. The buffet is now open. Look at this fucking. Look at wow, this. Wow, that is a that's a big <laughs> plate of salad. Come on, John, take it easy. What? No one else is allowed to have any greens. Fuck look, me. Look, those potatoes look good. Why does anyone? Yeah, nobody wants them. Nobody's interested in the potatoes. They just want the meat, Fraser. Uh, we go to bars, restaurants, comedy clubs, museums. Comedy clubs. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> What's that comedy club that Mersh always covers? That fucking terrible one that's in hotel airports and shit? I don't remember. Oh, God. What it was, I can imagine this happening there. Because then you might actually get some laughs. You never know. You get John up there with his big plate of salad. The meat and potatoes swinging around, airing. I mean, it's magical. It's a magical evening. It's a magical night out. We've organized well over a hundred of these over the <laughs> violin. Oh, that poor violinist. <laughs> that poor violinist. Just for that touch she's of trying, class. She's trying to avoid the gaze by just looking at her uh, her music sheet right there. <laughs> she's going through this weird sensation like the reverse nude model where the model is fully dressed and everybody drawing him is completely naked. <laughs> I don't know where to look. I don't know how to pose for this. The last 10 years. These monthly dinners give anyone the chance to bear it all. Hey, Whoopi Goldberg. If they're brave enough. Anyone who comes in and tries it will find that the anticipation is completely different than the experience. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> because it's the all about anticipation. the anticipation, yeah. Anticipation is greater than the experience. Yeah. So the food's average, the genitals are average, but thinking about being in a room full of nude people is often more exciting than actually being in a room full of nude people. I think that's what he's getting at. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> Despite the fact that I'm surrounded by naked bodies, all I'm concerned about right now is what's on the buffet table. <laughs> yes. Really? Let's hope it's not a testicle. <laughs> Let's hope John's not resting his testicles up against that pie warmer. <laughs> Toddles isn't here, is he? I hope not. You have to be an extreme foodie to think about the food more than what's around you in this type of situation. Sure, yeah. Oh, what we're serving here is a tilapia with lemon beurre blanc sauce. Ah, it smells like fish. <laughs> Butter bing. Uh, huh? Huh? Fresh the trout on the menu. Themselves. I know. <laughs> Some rosemary roasted potatoes. We have a chicken. I mean, the food doesn't look half bad. Let's be honest. It no, looks, it looks like, pretty nice. It looks okay. It looks like, you know, average wedding catering level of food. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not world class or anything, but it looks eatable. It looks edible. In Marseille, the one thing that's never on our menus is hot soup. 
Todd. Uh, <laughs> full uh, circle, huh? Full circle. And on that note, I think that's a great place to end the nude, <laughs> the nude restaurateurs. Frozen Asian, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I had fun. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll have to get you on again. And uh, thank you for having me on the Sunday Night Shit Show last week, by the way. Uh, oh, you're welcome anytime. It's a great it's a great time, Sunday Night Shit Show. If you're not following, you should. Uh, what time are you on? How do we watch you? Where do we get you? What's your links? What's your profile? What's your bio? Drop the shit on us, man. All right. So Kitty's probably going to put down all the links that for Good old for, for reliable Kitty. <laughs> yes. Um, super producer Kitty. Exactly. Um, then we have, uh, so it's, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Sunday night. Uh, we do different things, usually. Uh, we watch really crappy videos on the internet. Uh, we do karaoke, as well as my favorite. Uh, we riff on really, really bad music videos. That's that's always a good time. And last night was the parody. So uh, I, I had to I had to check out like after about an hour of last night Sunday night chicha I had to go to bed. Did you decide like did you come up with an eventual winner of like the worst parody of all time? Did you get there? Yes. Okay. Uh, would you like the link to it? By the way, should we play it? Should we play it on the show? I mean, okay, okay. You you are uh... all right. You you were offering. Yeah, I, yeah. Send it to. I, I, send I, would to I would love to oblige. Okay, can you send it to me on Twitter? We'll play it before you go. All right, give me a second here. Just gonna. 10 p.m. Sundays, Frozen Asian Sunday night chicha and the co-host Spent D, of course, usually drunk, oh, always we were, fun. We we ran him off last night. I feel bad. <laughs> he quit. Did he? He walked out. I'm out of here. I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> All right, try that. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, yes, it looks good already. <laughs> Very encouraging here. All right, so this was the winner of the worst ever parody. We've got a speaker of the house and three secretaries of state. But there's one last week last ceiling for which we've had to wait. Oh, dear Lord. Four Supreme Court justices, but still we have to yell. <laughs> you're doing you're going to great lengths to disprove this idea that women are too emotional to be president by making this you know this <laughs> vagina laden fucking crying out into the night sky complaint <laughs> about why there isn't a woman president good job ladies well done uh is this they're, so they're taking like some kind of show tune obviously by the sounds of it right yes okay what tune is it do you know i'm not too sure to be okay. honest i'm not into the the Broadway scene at all. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. I used to be really good friends with a guy who was in theatre, so he'd be able to rattle it off straight away, but I, unfortunately I'm not gay, so I don't know. LBJ once pulled his penis out to a reporter and nicknamed it Jumbo. Nice. So oh, by the way, we... we figured out, because there's, there's a credits after this, uh, the song was written by a man, the okay. music was composed by a man, and <laughs> the video is... Uh, <laughs> Edited by a man. Just, just saying. I wonder if it's from Guys and Dolls, just because it's why can't we have a dame? Yeah, I don't know. Probably, maybe. Simply. 
No, I've got a few. <laughs> this re- this video reason number one. <laughs> that that's that's good enough for me. We feel restless. We feel blue. We've had enough hostility. We feel sick, sick of hearing questions. Ability. Fight for rights. We should expect. <laughs> Still fighting for rights. See again. This is why you can't elect a woman president. It's the same female thing that females do. Like when you get into an argument, they bring up shit that happened ten years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This is this is just like that time when you came home drunk. It's like what, that was in nineteen ninety five. What what is, what does that matter now? Well, it still matters to me. <laughs> what don't we feel? We don't feel respect. Oh well. They're really crowbarring those extra syllables in, aren't they? <laughs> yes. You've noticed that? Because I've noticed that too. Yeah, they just just got to squeeze in those words. Because the most powerful woman in the United States has long been Oprah. So it's time we had a day. I mean, they're not half bad singers. I'll give them that. They sound pretty good, like just on the headphones, which is pretty good, you know. Other than that, this is fucking cancer. But they, mm-hmm. they technically, they're okay. Oh, you know, so last night when we were doing this, it was a gauntlet, right? I'd pair two off together, yep. and the next one would move on. Uh, we did this for this one about ten times, and then we just decided that this was the worst This is a champion. Nothing can beat it. No. <laughs> the worst parody of Anything all time. I- Anything I put against it, people were just like, no, this one. It's this one. It's this one. <laughs> well, it's six times as bad because you've got six, you know, participants. So, I mean, you're up against it. Hear us loudly all proclaim God. I love the, 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 the over-exaggerated expressions from the black lady in the middle there. Right. Well, it is theatre. Yeah. <laughs> it is theatre. You've got to act. You've got to pretend. The Notice the shoulder. She just she, she, she has to keep bouncing for some reason to keep up the beat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Joey B, they're calling him Joey B, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! (laughs) I thought you'd like that one. (laughs) Thank you, Cardi B, for calling him Joey B. There you go. I can't believe they're actually trying the Joey B thing. (laughs) Oh, these people. These people, it never gets old. Yeah, one that everybody that hates. Acceptance. You it's... notice that acceptance of uh, we couldn't get what we want, so we'll get the next best thing. That's right. We we refuse. We refuse to yield. Our demands must be met. Well, we're not going to give you a demand. How about a vice president? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take what you can get, right? For what the haters say, she's chosen for her merits. <laughs> okay, you keep telling well, you keep telling yourself that, sweetheart. <laughs> a lot of people last night kept saying that was the one that that, that, that was the most distracting: the wig, the accent, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she, the cho- she's chosen for her merits line was the most distracting. <laughs> okay, okay, whatever you say, darling. Our next 
Oh God, they've, 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 these people are going to be emotional wrecks at the end of this, aren't they? <laughs> it's really not going to end well for them, is it? No, it's not. Oh no, I feel sorry for them in advance. If they weren't so cocky, I would try to reach out. You know, if they weren't so sure of themselves, I would try to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't, you know, get your hopes up. It's like the kid who asked for a pony for Christmas, but the, the father can only afford like a water pistol. It's like, you know, have had a pony. It's like, maybe, you know, maybe Santa can't carry a pony around in his sack. No, I've been really good all year. Santa's definitely going to get me a pony. It's like, you know, kid, maybe you shouldn't get your hopes up. You know, wouldn't you like a water pistol? You can shoot a pony with a water pistol. Wouldn't you like a water pistol? It's just as good. I'll take you to the petting zoo next time. Exactly. Uh, Santa might give you a ticket to the petting zoo without giving you a pony. No, Santa's going to give me a pony. I know. Santa loves me and he wouldn't lie to me. It's like, oh, no. (laughs) I mean, the, the corporate media is the shopping mall Santa at this point, making promises that daddy can't keep. Yeah, it just keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, uh, I think Royce brought up this point. Notice that it's all about Kamala. It's not. It has nothing to do with uh, Joey B. Yeah. <laughs> Joey B doesn't even. It barely gets a mention. <clears throat> The hero worship is amazing, considering just how unpopular Kamala Harris is. (laughs) Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the diamond. Van, did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Says, big titty Biden bitches. There you go. (laughs) Anyone. Oh, wow. To set right what they've maimed. Oh my goodness. Fucking kick ass. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Thank you for joining us, Rosa. <laughs> I managed to do it. I beat the chat. I beat your chat next this time. Fucking kick ass. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. Well done, ladies. Good luck. You keep reaching for that rainbow. So, Frozen Asian, thank you so much for joining us, host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. Hopefully it's not my last. <laughs> DLive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. You will be on again. We'll bring you on again. Uh, thank you for your expert commentary in the world of culinary delights. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again on Sunday nights, 10 p.m. with your co-host, Spent D. Hopefully he returns from the cave that he's crawled into after you oh. showed him this video, I can't blame him. We 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 broke him. I don't know how we did, but we broke him. <laughs> broke him. So thank you so much, Frozen Asian. Uh, anything else you'd like to say before you go? Now that you've uh, you know visually and audibly raped my audience here, or you know. Um, well, next uh, this coming Sunday, uh, yes. you will get your retribution because um, I have allowed it. Another um, torture frozen night where uh, you get revenge on all the really, really uh, shitty parodies I've played in the last few weeks on 
all the shows. <laughs> oh, excellent. So it's revenge night this week coming up on Sunday night. Exactly. Yes. Well, there you go. So you have to be there. Revenge night, 10 p.m. Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night, Chicho, Frozen Asian Spendee. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Boogie, for having me on. Absolute pleasure. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Sunday Night Chit Show, a frozen Asian, and we appreciate him being on. And that will do us for tonight, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Thank you for sharing the show out. Uh, thank you for those who tipped us on DLive. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to complain about parody songs or chicken noodle soup, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends, of course, Frozen Asian Sunday Night Shit Show, Spent D, Major Tom, Winning TV, Iceman4433, UK Neil, At Real Person, PLTCS, Minister of Fun, Kimmy, uh, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, uh, Way Dave, Luis Ropez, The Great JJ Stoner, ROTC, everyone's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, tonight at 10pm. You've also got Irrational Times and Coffee Talk with Sandra. Uh, and like I said, I'll be back on Wednesday night. So until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.